bowl season day games. It's fun. Good show today. A lot of a lot of good moving action, and we're going to move east. We're heading to Baltimore, and we're going to talk to our buddy John from JohnSidica.com. He's there with Mike and a brand spanking new website. Look at this bad boy, JohnSidica.com. Very nice. Let me ask you: You think this game you're watching is going to go under? Uh, I'll tell you what. If you've got <laughs> if you've got a, 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 if you have a butane torch nearby and you have an under <laughs> ticket. Have at it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but, but you know, there's something to be said for the overvalued second half total, where you might get value on taking the under in the second half. Yeah, you wonder what they'll as they do go to the break. Now you're right. I, I got to tell you, I might have to play the under in the second half. Well, yeah. You see, I mean, they put 56 up in the first half. Uh, at some point, uh, you would think it, it's going to depend if Air Force comes out and gets an early score, because then then Cal could. You're right. Cal could. You know, total on the game was. See, 50. this is what happens. They put fifty-six up in the first half, but Cal could start running clock. But the Goff kid's trying to make a name for himself for the NFL. Right, but you know, this, these are opportunities where the square will play the over in the second half and usually get usually get burnt. Normally, wouldn't discuss in-game action while we're on the on the radio, but it's just one of those opportunities well, where you you know it, it, this is what where why the, the the casinos win and the public loses because of these situations where the average guy's at home with no edge and he goes oh look at this it's a joke I'll play the over and he can't believe it's a seven nothing uh, third quarter. Well, out of curiosity, I would say the total in the game was seventy one and a half. They put fifty six up in the first first half. I mean. You probably would have been looking at a total in the thirty-three and a half, thirty-four range, but they're going to jack it up. If, you know, you might you might get something in the thirty-six, thirty-seven range. And you're right. I mean, everybody's oh, they scored fifty-six. I'll play the over. Right, and like you said, the eyeball test nobody knows unless you were watching if they were legit, if they were mistakes. Oh, I mean, you legit. might have been watching. <laughs> it was, there's it was no legit. defense. There's no defense. There's no defense. Uh, right, exactly. Do you have, and, you and have listen, your compatriot there, Michael, with you? Mike, what are you doing, buddy? It's your, oh, they just put it. They just put it up. Two and a half and thirty-seven. Exactly. There you go. I was going to say I just tracked that line. That that under in the second half looks a little bit too good right now, but we shall see. I mean, so basically, we were kind of on the beam there. So that the, the total likely would have been thirty-three and a half, but based on what you saw in the first half, they throw it up now that you need five plus touchdowns. So thirty-seven makes sense. Uh, but now you got now you got to get now you got to think. Will either coach? We watched it with Denver last night at halftime. Wade Phillips made great defensive adjustments. I don't know what they could do to slow this freight train down, but with a total like that, you have to think there's some defensive adjustments, plus the mindset and their style of play may change. Right. And if you already had the over, then you definitely want to get a little back on the under is my, my theory. If you didn't have the game at all, then maybe you leave it alone. But that's just where I'm going. This is an, just... Listen, this is an insane day. John's with us. Mike's with us. JohnSyndicate.com. Uh, you know, we got college basketballs already started. We got college. I've already cashed one ticket, Brian. Tennessee minus the ten. They were down seven at halftime. This is a perfect example against Tennessee uh, Tech. This is what dreams are made of in college basketball. You you look at these teams. They don't try in the first half. We talk about it every week. I just did a video on this on my website that is being uploaded as we speak. They're down. They come back. They win the second half, 38 to 26. Lang 10, they win the game by 12, they win the game by 5 uh, outright. They don't cover the original number. They cover the second half by 10. And the average 
square player could care less about a game like that in the afternoon because he's watching football and he's overlooking these opportunities. But if he's a client of ours, he's involved because he's getting the text updates directly to his phone. Yeah, and Mike, I, I would say this to you as well. Uh, slowly but surely this week, we're bleeding into conference games. So teams that, and this is a broad brush thing, but it's things you have to pay attention to. Yeah, teams that have been playing track meet basketball uh, in the first 10, 12, 10, 11 games of the season. Now you get into conference play, there's familiarity. Uh, these kids know each other. So just because a team's come out of the gate as maybe this track meet dead over kind of team, once they get into conference play, they could completely change their fortunes. Well, and you've got to remember, a lot of these teams know each other from years past. They know the tendencies. They know the systems where early in the season there's been a lot of these tournaments on neutral courts where now it's back to reality where these teams have known each other. So the spreads are going to be a lot tighter, and it's all about the value, the game within the game, like we speak and preach every single week. The value is not going to be just to take the game before the game. Well, but not, not, not to interrupt, you have number 22 Cincinnati. They're down by two at the half, laying 11 and a half to Temple. And this is a perfect example. These teams, they, they're asleep at the wheel in the first half, and then they do nothing. And then they just fall fall off, and then they come back usually in the second half. And I'm not saying Temple's a play, uh, Cincinnati's a second half play, but they'll probably win the game. The question is, will they cover that? big number in the second half and but you see this time and time again these teams sleeping at the wheel in the first half that are better probably going to win the game the question is will they cover the number now i know th- the question is did you brian have the three-team parlay on sunday with atlanta the baltimore ravens um and the jets i was all over it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I, I, I can't do it again. I, I, I did, I did it yesterday. My conspiracy theory: bet that Belichick saw that Pittsburgh had lost. That eh, let the Jets win. I want Pittsburgh out. I know I can beat these guys. I don't want to play Roethlisberger. And that's me. I'm an idiot, but <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, you know, you look at somebody, and this goes back to the same old story. I mean, if you public, the public always gets, you know, gets gets shell-shocked because they say, how can this happen? And, and, you know, that's how it happens. I mean, this is what dreams are made of in, 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 if you're the book, basically, is, you know, reversion of the mean. Streaks are made to be broken. As you were talking, we were talking about that future wages. They had to clear the Giants. We thought they were going to just roll on through Atlanta, and obviously that didn't happen. I, I just want to go back to the basketball game that you were talking about, Temple and Cincinnati. Uh, in, now, you get those opportunities if, if, uh, for argument's sake, uh, you were on Temple in the first half. Now you got the opportunity, you know, to get both sides of the equation coming back with Cincinnati. It would be like uh, you know playing a game uh, under the total, and the teams uh, play a really low scoring first half, and you come back in the second half of the college basketball game and play the over and have a, a 15, 16 point middle. It's nice when you get those opportunities. But that's kind of what you're talking about with the game within the game. Right. And a lot of people say, well, why don't you just take the dog in the first half? I would rather react than be aggressive ahead. I'd rather see what happens at halftime. Clients call here all day long and they say, John, why don't you just take every dog in the first half? Yeah, it sounds nice, but when you look at teams like Duke yesterday trying to steal with taking the big dog in the first half, you know, bottom 
bottom line is they 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 rock and roll and they 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 blow out the team in the first half. And you look at Cleveland yesterday; they were up seven in the NBA, and then they didn't cover the game against Phoenix. So you can't, you know, you want to react, be reactionary instead of trying to jump ahead of the game. The game. We get the week seventeen in the NFL, and we got you know a handful of games that mean something. I mean, some mean a lot, some mean something, many mean nothing. And there are so many opportunities that are out there, be it college basketball, the NBA, NHL. Uh, you know, how do you approach week seventeen? It's it's not your typical NFL Sunday. You know, people say, "Oh, I want this. I want I want a lot of plays." I mean, sometimes less is more. Um, yeah, less is more, and then again, the spoiler role. It's exactly like the video I talked about. You look for teams that are looking to play the spoiler role, and then you also, again, like I said, a lot of second-half action. I'm all about the spoiler role and and looking at what these teams do at halftime. And, again, that's why it's all about the number. And last night's game went into overtime, and if you had two-and-a-half and three-and-a-half and and you were able to – to do that, then you obviously middle the number. I never lay four in the NFL. We talk about it every week. Anybody that lays four on the favorite side is looking to lose. It's just too hard for a game to land on three. Well, that so, was you know, that clearly a game, I mean, that, that, that by definition, that I guess threes were out there midweek. That just, as much as it's – Oh, you got you, you got to middle a game like well, that. Well, but yeah. it's as much as who you bet, it's when you bet them. I mean, if, if you bet it earlier in the week, you know, at least you got the push out of the deal. Correct, exactly. But again, you also want to look for that. You know, grab the four if you're on the dog side. If you must take it, my thing is with no emotion, no handicapping. I'm taking four on a game if I have to play to watch the game on TV, or I'm simply going to um, leave the game alone, or I'm going to attempt to middle the game. Now you sent me a picture on Sunday of your son. Uh, yeah, I guess you know. Listen, you you. Know, yeah, he was doing the L sign to his to his sister with the Roethlisberger. He's jersey. wearing a Ravens jersey. She's got a Steelers <laughs> jersey. Oh, that was pretty funny. But it, you know, the funny thing is, you look at a game like this. Now we got question marks with McCarron, but we speak of the Ravens. You always give us great information on these guys. But Mallet comes in. Now that was their big rival. So now everybody say, oh, they're a different team. Uh, Mallet was good, and but you know what? Even you still got to be very leery. Uh, Cincinnati could have had a punch to the gut last night, too. But Baltimore beat their bitter blood rivals in what's been a brutal season. Baltimore could have a letdown, too. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. Why, why shouldn't they have a letdown? They should have a letdown. It would be a great spot to, to probably go against them for precisely that reason. All right. A bowl season, we're in the home stretch. Now the big boy uh, football games. Uh, you know, what are some of the things you're looking for here? Uh, the rest Mike, of the you hit them with the football, baby. Well, I mean, again, these games that are coming down to the wire here, like Auburn and Memphis tomorrow is playing in Birmingham. So that's pretty much almost a home game for Auburn, where there's a lot of value. They're only laying three. The line opened up at two and a half and hasn't moved much. And realistically, the big games that we're really looking forward to would be uh, New Year's Eve with Oklahoma-Clemson. It was at three and now at three and a half, where Clemson is the big underdog, where they're the number one team ranked in the country since the FBS posted the rankings. They've been ranked number one throughout, so them being a dog is really not much of a dog. I know Oklahoma's coming in hot, but, again, that's one of the values you could take in that game and, again, trade it in the second half to see how the first half played out. And, again, Alabama-Michigan State, that's going to be a a tough game. Ten is a huge number in a playoff-type matchup where it's the Final Four. And um, Alabama does come to play, but as you saw in the SEC Championship, they didn't cover versus Florida when they were laying 16. So, these games are going to be close. They're going to be tight. My advice, as always, and, John, 
just wait it out. Let's see how it goes to halftime and take advantage of a team where we've seen what these teams have been scheming for for now two and a half to three weeks, seeing how the both oppositions turn out and then play the second half when we have an advantage. Uh, and, and John, I would just say this, we've got about a minute left. I, that, that Clemson game, I, and I don't know that it, it plays out this way. I think it's a track meet. But uh, it's funny. You think Alabama's season turned on a dime when they were underdogs for the first time forever, and they used that and killed Georgia, and they've steamrolled teams. Here's Clemson, yet to lose, yet to get a banana peel, and now don't think for 10 seconds they're not going to be talking about their room. They think we're the underdog? I mean, they'll rally around that, believe you me. Absolutely. Exactly. All right, hey, johnsyndicate.com. I love the new website, bud. looks great. Thank you, sir. Very nice. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. I'll see you next year. Uh, Yes, you will. When are you coming back? January 19th. Nice. You can get hold of the guys, 888-201-4201, johnsyndicate.com. Thanks to John. Mike, Happy New Year, guys. We'll see you soon. Yeah, Happy New Year. You got it, buddy. All right. We had a good, quick, fast program. We're good today. Chuck Esposito, Tony Neville, Bruce Marshall, John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. Tomorrow, Bob Scucci. We'll check back in with Tony and Chuck. Uh, Mark Lawrence always chimes in. We'll see what Banksy's doing. We'll do, check in with Darren Banks down at the D. Uh, and then Thursday, we're at the Nugget with Tony Miller, Aaron Kessler, and the crew taking you into New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. It's going to be a fun, short, quick week with a lot of great information. As always, the show is archived for you at sportsbookradio.com. Thanks to Alan, as always, for a job well done. Have a wonderful day, folks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 1130 right here, AM 1400 KSHP.